Befriend Your Body podcast. Anxiety versus self-love. Hello, Gio. Hi, Wanda. Happy whatever day it is. It's a rainy day. <laughs> yeah, it's a rainy day. So, so yesterday, or whenever we recorded the last podcast, we talked about accepting and feeling grateful for our humanness. So today, we're going to up the ante and suggest not only accepting ourselves, but what if we began to love ourselves? What is your knee-jerk listeners to this idea of loving yourself? Some of the listeners will yawn, yarn, yawn, because they've mastered this art years ago. But some of us really need some movement towards self-love. We've been taught, some of us, that to love our own self means we are selfish or even narcissistic. Uh, one of the struggles, I think, I grew up in a pretty strict religious community, and while I learned some really great things, um, I also learned that my needs really didn't matter in the big picture, and so I really was over-focused on taking care of everyone else, and when I had a need, it, it, I got the message that I was being selfish. And so that's a recipe for growing up to be a red-hot mess and a, a caretake, an enabling caretaker, but um, there's also some benefit I mean, there's always a balance, right? Taking care of others is also an extreme gift, and I do quite a bit of that, but I also now take care of myself. So let's break it down a little bit today. What does self-love actually look like practically in daily life? Like, it's a, it sounds great, it's a good concept, but what does it look like? What does it feel like, and how do you get there? So, and one more thing, most importantly for today's podcast, what does self-love have to do with our anxiety levels? That's that's a great subject, one that I think not a lot of people will be yawning because I think we think we love ourselves, but we are harsher than we should. And it goes back mm -hmm. to a little bit what we talked on the previous one, that we are more forgiving to others than we are to ourselves. Right. Right. Uh, I, I, for example, criticize myself a lot and I Aww. wish I did more. Geo. So yeah, but one thing that I've been doing, I started maybe a year ago, I put on my calendar uh -huh. just a silly event that repeats every day forever till I block it, but so far it's coming. At 9 a.m., I receive a message as if I had a, an appointment, uh -huh. and it comes written, love yourself, don't forget to love yourself. And what? it seems oh. very silly, and some, some days I look at that and I said, oh my God, why am I doing that? But <laughs> some days, on, on the contrary, I read that and I said, Yeah, I should never forget that because mm. it starts the day with that message that one one way or the other stays in my head for the rest of the day. I try to be a little bit nicer to myself. So it's 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 not easy all the time to be nice to yourself. So I put that reminder for myself, remember to love yourself. Well, that's beautiful, Gia. What a great idea. I should do that. Um, and our listeners are certainly welcome to try that as well. What a great practical reminder of moving towards self-love. Awesome. So actually, maybe I should ask you, because I'm just getting ready to talk about the connection between self-love and lower anxiety, um, because there is a real connection. Do you notice when you're kinder to yourself on a regular, more regular basis that you feel less stress or anxiety, or is there no correlation? Um, well, I remember a few times with you, we were together and I did something wrong and I blame myself as, oh, stupid. And you said, no, don't talk to yourself like that. Just say, next time you'll do better. I try to do it more often, not saying harsh words to myself. 
Um, but I'm still learning. I still need okay. a lot more podcasts with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and don't, aren't we all always learning? Well, the amount of self-love that you have actually does have a very big impact on your anxiety levels. And unfortunately, so does the amount of self-hate, disgust, or impatience that you may wrestle with daily. Both of those attitudes impact anxiety, one positively and one unfortunately negatively. Here's maybe a more practical way of how that breaks down or how that works. Each one of us has a relationship with ourselves, whether we're aware of it or not. We either treat ourselves, again, we may some days do better than others, so I'm more generalizing here, but often we have a general way that we mostly treat ourselves on a regular basis. And we're either treating ourselves regularly with love, respect, and dignity, like your example, you make a mistake with love, you can be like, okay, let's learn a lesson from this and let's not do it again. Um, that's a that's a loving relationship with yourself. Or we can have uh, we can be treating ourselves with anger, disrespect, and frustration. Like you said, sometimes you'll say, "I feel stupid," um, and that's a relationship with self. Just one is positive mm-hmm. again, and one is negative. Um, one easy way of maybe discerning what kind of relationship you have with yourself is to sort of monitor your inner voice for a week. Your most consistent self-talk is one of the best indicators of your level of self-love. How do you talk to yourself when you mess up or are having a bad day? If you are kind and supportive to yourself on a regular basis, you probably have a good amount of self-love. As we've talked about, Gio, we're, we'd be kind and supportive to any of our best friends or partners or, or children, but with ourselves, sometimes we don't quite act the same way. But many of us pile on criticism and disgust when we don't measure up to our own inner expectations. We view our behavior and intentions through harsh and cruel lenses and sometimes say things internally we may not even ever say to our worst enemy. And we certainly would not say those things to our best friends. This punitive, critical, angry voice just amps the level of anxiety that we are already experiencing because the brain... Uh, brain regions processes emotional rejection in the same regions where it processes physical pain. So when we get rejected from the outside or the inside, we feel both unsafe, unloved, and often even in some kind of a danger, even if it's only emotional. Um, you know, imagine you have two two small children, and one of them, you know, you're kind to, and you teach them things, and when they mess up, you, you know, help them, and, and you never shame them. And you may give them... Um, Discipline if needed, but you're always kind to them. And then the other child, you're constantly criticizing, harping on them, um, punitively disciplining them when they make a small mistake. Imagine those two children, how very different they would grow up, right? And when we're critical and harsh to ourselves on a regular basis, we don't understand that we're continuing to shape and and twist, if you will, our self-image and, and our self-identity into something negative and bad rather than human, which we talked about last podcast, means messy and beautiful. On the other hand, a great way to show any human being that he or she is, is safe and secure in this world is to tangibly love them, to be kind and generous and accepting of them even when they are having a bad day. Being loved is what each one of us deeply craves, whether we'll admit it or not. When I know I am deeply loved, my anxieties and worries are pushed into the background and sometimes even out of my awareness. If we are 
If we all treated ourselves the way we treat our beloved children or our best friends, most of us would experience much more peace and happiness on a regular basis. To give a short version of why some of us have a consistent internal voice, either positively or negatively, it's because it's connected to the internalization of our early experiences in childhood. If you want more information, uh, you can Google in the concept of internalization. Uh, we've talked about that in some podcasts, and we'll continue to talk about that. But basically, we tend to take in or internalize as our own the predominant ways we were treated and the attitudes by which we were viewed when in our childhood. And by our adulthood, we tend to have made them our own. So a critical mother resides in our head after hearing her frustrations of us or even just life, her life in general year by year. Or a nurturing positive father talks positively internally when we've had a bad day. The good news is that this negative and internal voice can be turned into a loving and positive one with some awareness and deliberate work. Loving ourselves is a big means and a big way to change this internal voice. It's, it's interesting for you to say that, one, and it's hard to imagine a parent treating children differently because they're supposed to be loved in the same way, but right. without thinking, I, I've seen already parents treating the boy a little bit harsher because you have to be a man, you cannot mm. make mistakes, you have to... Right. And the girl, they accept more, they are more forgiven, mm. so this example could really create difference when they grow up and see how the sibling was was treated right mm. yeah that's a great that's a great um a, a visual metaphor for what we're talking about or it's a great example um how sometimes parents you know they don't mean to be mean or cruel but they their own internal messages that are crap most of the mm -hmm. time right or cause us them to treat their children in ways that are not beneficial or helpful for the child. And in two years, that boy that was treated harshly right. will probably have his own ghost to fight because that's how he was raised, right? That, that's right. That, that's that's exactly how internalization works. Again, I'm generalizing. Sometimes you can have a really, really critical parent and somehow manage to not internalize that, but most of us internalize the main way that we were treated. So thank you for sharing that. I didn't think about that. Do you see that in... I know you grew up in Brazil. Do you see that I've more there? Seen, uh, in the past, more than now. Okay. My friend's generation, they're a little bit more open. Okay. But I would say my parents' generation, they had this idea that boys should be okay. treated a little harsher. Not, not mean, mm -hmm. but okay. don't cry, don't do this. Mm -hmm. You have to set an example for your sisters. And that's a lot of pressure for a, a young boy. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, self-love is not all about how we talk to ourselves, but it's certainly part of it. Some other parts of self-love are how do we treat ourselves? Do we do we have self-care when we've had a really hard, busy day? Do we come home and make ourselves clean? Or do we come home and take a hot bath or watch a funny movie with a loved one? Like, how, how do we treat ourselves? How do we talk to ourselves? Those are two really strong ways that we can either increase our self-love if it's positive and kind or decrease our self-love if mm -hmm. it's negative and punitive. So to try this simple experiment, if you dare, based on what you just said, Gio, um, let's add to that. Every Maybe every morning, like Gio does, when you get out of bed and you're getting ready for the day, I mean, rather than on your phone, although you can do that, I invite you to look yourself in the mirror when you're brushing your teeth after you spit out the toothpaste <laughs> and say out loud, I love myself, period. 
Not whether I succeed, not whether I look hot. Like I just love myself, period. Even when you're feeling scared or anxious or have made a mistake, try saying that to yourself every morning. I love myself, period. See what happens. Please let us know. Though it may be hard for some, I encourage you all to try it for a couple weeks and see what a difference it makes. So for those of you who like to dialogue with the material internally, we'll do a going deeper question. Number one, what is your automatic reaction to the thought of loving yourself, period? Is this an easy concept? If so, great. If it's challenging or an impossible one, what early experiences have you had with criticism or rejection that may be influencing the way you view yourself? And then the second question is just for you to dialogue with yourself after trying it for a week or two. What, what thoughts, feelings come up? How do you feel differently about yourself after trying to tell yourself every morning, I love myself, period? So that's it for today. Um, thank you, listeners. And as always, if you have something you want us to podcast about, go ahead and send in a question or comment or uh, a subject in the connection page on the website. So thank you, Gio. Thank you, Wanda. And have a great day.